Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Minutes of fire, that would be amazing. Thanks, man. Thanks, Marty. G'day, church. You can say hello back, it's alright, it's allowed to be interactive. Normally this starts with, uh, hi, my name's Gavin and my lovely wife Lizzie, I, no, no, no one gets that every week. Uh, it's, uh, you know, I got it, I got it. I, I'm one of those guys that's shooting well outside his league, so I'm, I'm happy to acknowledge my wife. It's, uh, Marty gets what I'm talking about. Uh, so, uh, so, uh, so it's a bit funny that Marty asked me to do this one, because for those of you who don't know me, I've only been in this church two years, and I came here on a bit of a career change, so we moved back from the country down to this way, come close to keep them again. Uh, so it's a bit odd for me, because in my regular job, so they've asked me to come for this summer of fire stuff, right, and wait five minutes of fire and get really excited. In my regular job, my job is to put out bushfires for the shrines of Murray and Raruna. So uh, I brought some props with me today because I, I found it um, amusing that I, I was here for Summer of Fire. Since uh, yesterday I was supposed to go to Carnarvon and supposed to be there today, uh, I thought I'd just bring some bits and just leave them here at the front. It's a bit of a... Um, sorry, it's a bit stinky and smelly. It was from Margaret River. Uh, I'll just leave some stuff at the front. It's a bit of a prophetic declaration. Um, and the reason I leave it here is because uh, today I ain't putting out any fires. Today I get to be the first one to start lighting some fires. <laughs> not, a, not a great thing for a firefighter. But it, I just want to leave that down the front just because this is the start of something good today. I, I'm very excited about what Holy Spirit is doing and what God's put on our hearts uh, to talk about today. Uh, and I thought I'd start us through this time. So as Marty said... Um, we're, we're talking about uh, a fresh relationship with Jesus and we're going into the Fresh Air series. And what I want to bring to you is a bit of a fresh perspective that God's laid on my heart uh, this year. It's, uh, so we're laying that down. The way I like to start these things uh, is, is with testimony. I really love testimony. It just fires my juices, you know, like I love hearing other people that have gone through stuff that I know and that are real and are there, uh, walk through stuff. So I just want to share some testimony uh, just from uh, just a couple of months ago uh, from my own family. Uh, so my mother-in-law, uh, I'll give you the quick, quick story on the way around. My mother-in-law, 18 months ago, she's, so her and my father-in-law live in the country. Uh, they're ministers at a small church in the country. Uh, and about 18 months ago, getting close to two years, diagnosed with uh, 4A ovarian cancer. For those of you who know about cancer, they're, they're four stages, and four is not a good thing. Uh, so she had a tumour about the size of a rock melon in on her ovaries. Uh, so they've done surgery and taken it out. It's, pretty, it's a pretty big deal to walk through, right? Uh, pretty big deal to walk through. And we've been through a whole bunch of stuff down that way, and we've had amazing prayer uh, from here and we've walked through a whole bunch of that but I want to tell you a bit I'll just give you that as a bit of a backstory I want to give you a bit of um, just a recent testimony some stuff we walked through so she's had a series of uh, chemos and surgeries and things like that uh, and, and walked through those uh, and her cancer count kept going up through her treatment and I started to get pretty concerned about it you know she was on about 
dose three of chemo, uh, and, and it had gone through, and her cancer count kept going up. And so they pulled her in and uh, said, look, you're going to have to come have a blood test. This is kind of, we're running out of options here. We're going to have to go down the trial route and, and, and those sorts of things. Um, so she was going, oh, okay. So she went, went back home, prayed about it, and got a few of us to pray for her, um, just those that had been walking the journey with her. And she had this particular blood test to go do at Narogen. Now, in the country, she loves going to have her treatment in the country because she has the same group of people every month when she has her chemo appointment that she gets to witness to every month. The same group of nurses that are there that she gets to pour out to. So she loves it. And she's developed a bit of a relationship with them, all of them non-believers. Um, and so she developed a relationship with them. Anyway, so a bunch of us prayed for her, and she was out in the garden getting ready for this significant blood test, um, and she felt God say to her, you need to bake a victory cake and take it in with you. Now, if you know my mother-in-law, she's the arty, crafty one. She ain't a baker. <laughs> I, I, trust me, she is not a baker. Uh, so it's like it's amusing. I like, I like God has a sense of humour, right? So it, you need to bake a victory cake. She thought, no, that's all. I pushed it away and went, no, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Um, I, I, the night before... I had this really vivid dream, woke me up in the middle of the night, like disturbed me. I don't, I don't often get lots of dreams, but woke me up like bolt upright. I spent a couple of hours awake and, and wrote her a long message that she got in the morning when she woke up. And the essence of that dream was, it, it linked around a verse, taste and see that I'm good. So she went, oh, I'm going to have to make this cake. So she made, made the cake, took the cake in, had her blood test, got the results there. They gave her the results, cancer count went up. She went, mm. the old matron on the way out said, mm, cancer count went up, cake didn't work. Oh, we go, go forward about a week, and, she, and I get the event slightly out of order. Uh, it turns out they read the wrong, wrong test results. She gets the test results, cancer count, and college just rings all excited, cancer count had gone down. Gets better. She texts the matron. Oh, by the way, <laughs> the matron texts back, I know, I looked you up to make sure. <laughs> uh, so I just want to encourage you just in that way. 2021 was an ordinary year. It, was, it wasn't the worst year. It wasn't the greatest year. Jesus, it was a funny year, wasn't it? I, I, I didn't particularly love it. We had some stuff we went through with our daughter who's seven. Uh, we went through some surgery with her and spent a lot of time at PCH and roundabouts, and that was interesting. I had a couple of bad beats at work. Um, things that just uh, got robbed from me by the enemy. Had, uh, we had stuff go on financially, bits and pieces. It wasn't the great year. We spent a lot of the time in that year um, crying out to God, as you do. Fasting, spending time, just pleading with God for breakthrough and different things. And sometimes those things came out the way we thought. Sometimes they came out very different. Um, but that, they came through. And that was an interesting year. My fresh perspective it is to do with how we did that in that time. Um, God's been teaching us a bit about a fresh perspective, and I just want to share a verse uh, or two with you as we go. So if you've got a Bible, come along with us. We're going to go from 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. Uh, and, and some of you will be familiar with that verse, uh, and I'll read it in a minute. It'll be familiar with that verse because it's, you know, the old one of, by stripes will be healed. That one? Yeah, we all know that one. In the King James, it says that. I'm reading from the New Living. And it says, He's personally carried our sins in his body to the cross. So he can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds you are healed. Now, my fresh perspective is all to do with one word, three letters. R. 
by his wounds you are healed. Past tense. That's the, that's the perspective for us. And I know what you're going, hmm, three letters, Gav, that's a, lo- that's a long thing to draw off. Three letters, you are healed. It is done already. So when we, came, when we come to Jesus and we walk through these things, it changes the way we approach them. And, I, and I, like I said, that's, that's one verse. Let's look at some others. Let's have a chat about some others. I've got, stay in Peter as well, Second Peter chapter 1. Uh, verse 3, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We received all by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by the means of marvellous glory and excellence. Well, that one challenged me even more because, you know, now we went stepped outside healing. It's all fine to talk about cancer stuff and have a big woohoo, and especially when it's happening to someone else, right? You can be really faithful when it's happening to someone else. But actually, that one challenged me and Peter because all of a sudden it said that God has done that stuff for me through my life. Past tense. Done. At the cross. It was finished. Because when Jesus went to that cross for us, he didn't just go to that cross for us to make it nice and you get, get your sins dealt with. He went to that cross for us because we got a gift. We got a gift from him and we became his children. And it is done for us. It is done already for us. keep going so they're, they're all nice things right they're all, they're all nice things we've talked about healing this are those things in life you know you know and I, I hear you saying to me look you know they're they're all very nice platitudes gav um but uh you know I, i've been sitting at home with the kids all holidays uh I, you know I, i've got a fair bit of stuff going on and i just want to share out of galatians 5 22 but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There is no law against such thing. I'd like to draw it out to you that the Holy Spirit produces, not if you're good enough produces, not may give you, not if you, if you behave in the right way will give you. Those things are there for us already. You know, we... We sometimes don't see a lot of peace when we're dealing with our kids during school holidays. Uh, sometimes we don't feel a lot of grace when we're driving in traffic. But those things are already implanted in us. Our job, our job then, is to uh, renew our minds through that process. You know, if those things are already given to us, it's our job to renew our minds. So we, we deal with this triune stuff, right? We talk about God, Holy Spirit, and... Um, the Father, uh, the Son, the Holy Spirit. But we also talk about uh, body, spirit, and soul. Um, mind, body, spirit. You know, I'll get there. I'll get there. It's, um, so the three parts of us, right? So if this stuff is given to us in the spirit, so if we're given to us in the spirit, like in Galatians says, we're given a kindness, joy, peace, self-control, all those, all those things. Our job is, on a daily basis, to be renewing our mind, our whole Romans 12, to be renewing our mind and bringing it into, into an agreement with those things, isn't it? It's not that we suddenly have these things and that's it, we're, we're akin to God. No, our job is to be renewing our mind every day to those things, bringing our spirit into alignment, our mind into alignment, and then the body can't help but fall into alignment because then we start seeing the manifestation of those, whether that be in healing, whether that be in finances, whether it be in your job, whether it be in dealing with the kids, whether it be in going to the park, whether it be in talking to someone. When we bring those in and we renew our mind daily, that, that, is, that is where we have it. 
I, I, I'm really encouraged this year and want to start the year out and I encourage you that you are, you are gifted with the power that raised Jesus from the dead within you. God has given you that, that moment he went to the cross and paid for your sins. You got that already. That's not my fresh perspective. My fresh perspective is knowing that stuff, knowing that I have that already, when I go to the cross, when I go through troubles, when I ask Jesus, it looks very different because no longer am I begging for something to be thrown down for me. I'm releasing what God gave me already. I'm releasing what the Father's given out to me already. So when I go to the cross, I don't go to the cross and I beg anymore. I don't go to the cross and go, please, Jesus, heal my mother-in-law. I go to the cross and I go, Father, you've done it. You are so good. And I unleash the praise and I unleash that power because the Father is good. He loved, he's done it and given it to me already. And it's my job to come into alignment with that and say, you know what, God? I'm there and I believe for it and I've got it already. I receive it in Jesus' name and I'm going to bring myself into alignment to it. And sometimes you might not see it. You might not see your cancer count come out. You mightn't see your child healed straight away. You mightn't see those things come together. But it's our job to then choose to step into that and walk into it knowing that our Father is good. That is my new perspective. That's my perspective change. Uh, I would just like to leave that with you as encouragement for 2022. Step into new faith, new boldness. Uh, just Let me just pray for you as we go forward before I introduce lovely Charmaine to come through. Father God, I just thank you that you're awesome. We thank you, Lord, that it was done for us at that cross. Lord, that you paid it all. You didn't by half do it. You didn't by part do it. You did it all the way and dealt with it at the cross. There is no surprises to you, Jesus. And you load us up. You give us the grace for everything, Father. You unload to us. Father, just let that run as a fresh wind through us now, Jesus. The awareness of your love and your grace and that it is done. It is not a battle, Father, because the victory is already yours. We read the end of the book. You win. So let us walk in victory in 2022, Lord God, no matter what it comes, that we walk out in victory knowing that it is done. Give us a heart of praise. Release your praise among us, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning, church. I'm glad you left that fire stuff here to kick it off. Um, I also want to say thank you, Marty. Thank you, Rachel, for inviting me to preach and giving honour to my husband, who is the person I'm preaching. I'm going to come in quick and fast and hard because I've got five minutes. And you know what? Um, we oftentimes want to skip the part of waiting in life. But even in this day and age that we live in, we can see that we are in a culture that is fast-paced, that we want it now, we want it instant. But even if we look at the art of and the life of Jesus, even before he was 30, he had a wait, yeah. right? He knew even at 12 who he was, what he's going to do, where he's going to go, but he had to wait. And this is the type of pattern of waiting, of enduring, of trusting in Jesus that I have employed in my life to start seeing the breakthrough. And I know that there are some of you here 
that are waiting upon God. You're waiting on your breakthrough. You're waiting to see your sons and daughters being saved. You are waiting to see what this year is going to bring. But I'm telling you now, the only way you're going to find your answer is spending time with Jesus in the Word of God, okay? And let me tell you, I'm going to tell you something today that not many people want to hear, okay? There is a cost that comes with the Word of God because not only are you going to have to put down the laptop, put down the phone, turn off the television, you are going to have to sit and wait upon God and listen and hear. Then there's a second cost, accepting what is written in this word. Okay, You cannot just take it and make it and mold it and break it just as how you want it. Right? The word is alive. And I've got some scripture up there if you want to put it up. I've got my King James Version. But I'm going to read it in the other one. And it says, I am the true vine. Okay. And my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken unto you. Next verse, please. Abide in me and I in you, and as the branch cannot bear fruit itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. But without me you can do nothing. Okay, church. You know what? Sometimes I want to paint this picture. It's a lot of scripture, but there is a flow of the Spirit. See, you've got this picture now painted of God, the Father being the branch the source uh, and uh, uh, the, the root that goes down, there's a root that goes down and the tree and, the, uh, and it's all, we are connected with branches within this. But sometimes there's blockages, sometimes there's things that stops this flow of breakthrough, that stops things, the flow from the Holy Ghost to come through in your life. The, uh, things such as doubt and fear and sin and unbelief. And I don't know about you, but for me to flow within the Holy Ghost, for me to get my breakthrough, for me to get closer in Jesus, I need to unblock, I need to stop, I need to get rid of all of these things. And you know, sometimes God says, yes, wait, be quiet, pray, you know, seek me, search me, but 99% of the time, He calls me to wrestle with Him. He calls me to come deeper within Him. And as the next version, uh, the, the, the scripture says, in Psalm, it says here, you can bring it up. Truly my soul waited upon God. From him come my salvation. But in this and the next verse it says, Trust in him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge. And this pouring out, so I want to pour out, pour out. It's like you go, even in my times, when all hell broke loose, I had to pour out my God. I had to say, God, come through for me. I need you in this season. My sister needs saving. My family needs a breakthrough. My dad's going through cancer. You need the breakthrough. And But you've got to get into the, this is your breakthrough. This is the word. This is where you're going to find your answer. If you want to get right with Jesus, if you want the word, I want you to lift up your hands right now. I'm going to pray. 
Lord, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you would release a release according to Ephesians 1.15. The spirits of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Jesus that the scriptures might be opened up because in here you're going to find your breakthrough. Here you're going to find Jesus and he's going to meet you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Be blessed. Jackie. Woo! Got my props. <laughs> kind of got the opposite. We've got the flame fighting things and the water, which is similar but different. All right, so I've got to be really quick, so I'm going to talk really fast. So strap in. Um, I'm not known as someone who's good at um, saying a lot of things in a short amount of time, so strap in. Um, the title of this, if you're really quickly taking notes, is Are You Thirsty? And if I were to say, who's thirsty? Would anyone like this? Can you raise your hand if you'd like this? Okay. Um, anyone that would be interested in this? Oh, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm really impressed. See, the thing is, if I then said to you, okay, now make a selection of a beverage based on the fact that you're about to walk 10 kilometres. See, the thing is, it's hard to drink water when you like drinking wine, when you like drinking soft drink. Um, but the thing is, the more you drink water, and if you're trying to like increase your water intake, the more you drink water, you start to notice that you desire water. And you start to recognise that um, water actually quenches your thirst. And you start to carry a drink bottle with you in the expectation that you're going to get thirsty. See... In the Bible, it talks about um, people traveling and it, it draws this distinction of people would travel bete between places based on where they could get water because water is life and biblically, people lived in really arid places and unfortunately, they didn't live on Tatooine for all you Boba Fett fans and they couldn't just dig into the sand and get out these little fruit things and just go... And, and quench their thirst for hours or however it was long they would last. So they would have to travel in between these places. And in Jeremiah 2, um, the passage is entitled, Israel forsakes God. In verse 13, it says, My people have committed two sins. They've forsaken me, the spring of living water, and have dug their own cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. I want to encourage you this year, some of you are carrying around these broken cisterns um, based on disappointments that have happened in your life, but God's saying, no, I'm giving you fresh water, carry something that is going to sustain you, come with an expectation that I'm going to quench your thirst because I have that living water. And it says, now why... Go, in verse 18, now why go to Egypt to drink water from the Nile? And why go to Assyria to drink water from the Euphrates? So they're talking about those places that they're travelling between. See, the thing is, the soft drink may satisfy a craving, but it's on an ongoing need to be met with little return. 
as you regularly drink water, it starts to change you from the inside out. It changes you from a cellular level. Allow God's living water to change you. Allow his word to permeate your life. And yes, I do need a Bible this big because it has pictures and it has maps and that's how I understand things. But get into your word. And can I encourage you? Sometimes you don't understand what it says. And this is why I need a big Bible because I'm not very good at understanding it. So I need those pictures and, and there's maps of all these different places. But keep reading it because you may not understand it from a head knowledge, but it's getting inside of you. It's, it's still something that is, is being consumed and it's nutrients. It's nutrients to your soul. And it, it has the ability to start to um, impact you from a cellular level when you, when you are using it as that fuel. And God says that we actually need to be so thirsty that there's this picture in Psalm 42 verse 1 that says, As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. And the last illustration that I'll give you is from John 4 verses 4 to 13. And it talks about um, Jesus going to this well. It's where Jacob's well was. And it says... When a Samaritan woman, this is verse 7, when a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? Because his um, disciples, his homeboys had gone into town. They were hungry, so they went to buy food. Um, so Jesus was like, I need water. I'm going to ask someone. Now, the amazing thing about this was that not only was she a woman and was this countercultural, but she was also a Samaritan. So it says, the Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, for Jew, um, Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself as did also his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst again. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of of water welling up to eternal life, which is just incredible. It's so amazing. So I just want to encourage you that that the ways that you um, that you draw from this well of this living water, the word like I talked about, praise and worship, get that music on at home, start to like praise and sing because there's something so powerful when we start to actually sing out loud. And the last one is fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit. What does that look like? Welcome in the Holy Spirit. This may look like in your life that before you go to speak to your boss who's had a stressful week and is just not being the nicest, it's going, Holy Spirit, I'm going to take a moment to pray in my office and I'm just going to say, Lord, I just declare that you bless my boss. I just declare that um, there's going to be a peace that comes over the room, Lord. I just pray that the words that I'm going to speak to them are going to be words of encouragement. It may be praying over your kids as they sleep and just praying, Lord, I pray for breakthrough, that they wouldn't be insecure anymore. Lord, I just pray that um, they would know that 
Even though, you know, being a teenager can be really hard, they would know that they have a confidence that comes from God that doesn't have to be in what they wear, doesn't have to be in all these things. It might be praying that, you know, that finance is going to come through and, and just saying, Holy Spirit, I welcome you into that situation. I don't have the answers, but Lord, I'm trusting you. And the incredible thing with this woman is that in verse 28, it says, then leaving her water jar, the woman went back to the town and said to the people, come see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could this be the Messiah? They came out of the town and made their way toward him. And the incredible thing is from her sharing that testimony, there were lots of salvations in that town and in that village. So I just encourage you to... Look at what well you're drawing for. For some of you, God is saying, stop drawing from the old well. I've got this well over here. That's for you. That's going to be bountiful. That's going to quench your thirst. So are you thirsty today? Because God has some living water for you this year. Come on, so good. We have some great preachers in our church. Can we put our hands together again for Gavin, for Charmaine, for Jackie? So good. Um, Thank you for challenging and inspiring us uh, on this journey of creating this fresh relationship uh, with God. And so I I simply want to want to wrap up very fast. Um, Don't worry, I don't have half an hour. It's okay. I want to wrap up very fast. by talking about something that we've been speaking about uh, each year at Elevation, uh, something that just gives a bit of a, a, a practical practice, something, something we can do when we talk about creating this fresh air, this, um, this fresh relationship with Jesus. Maybe if Ben can come and join me on the keys, it'd be great. So we've been talking about this ever since Elevation launched, which uh, here, which is we're coming up to our third birthday in February. And wow. Um, But it's a rhythm of seeking God for a, a, a word for the year. And so this is, uh, this is now my, um, for me personally, my fifth year in a row of doing this, um, doing this every January. And so, so what that means, it's a, it's a practice of taking some time at the beginning of the year to seek God and to ask Him, okay, God, what do you, what do you have? for me this year you know besides you know plans and things that we want to achieve or goals or whatever God what are what are are you speaking to me and and what this does it does it does a couple of things it's it's not oh uh, I've you know it's it's not a word that you've come up with that you're asking God to get on board with you you know like oh I just saw this really inspirational post on Instagram, there was this great beach vista, and it just said enough on it. So God, can you just can you can you help me? Can you, you just make enough my words so that I can use that on my feed as well? And it goes with my Instagram aesthetic really well. You know, it's not it's not about us. It's about opening our hearts up to God and saying, God, what what do you have for me? No matter our age, you could be um, you know, a student going into high school for the first time here, year seven. God, what do you have for me for year seven? Well, hopefully I'll make friends and don't get picked on. No, no. What, God, what, 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 are you speaking? what are you speaking to my heart? What are you, what are you saying to me? And, and so much coming through from, from Gavin, Charmaine and Jackie was this whole uh, you know, reading the Word of God 
And so I want to encourage you, if you haven't done that much, there's a great app called YouVersion, uh, which is available on, you know, on the App Store and whatever the Android people use. I'm not really sure. But um, uh, YouVersion, and, um, and it has some great reading plans there. In fact, there's one called Word for the Year that you can search. I think it's five days or seven days, and it takes you, and it takes you through because we're always being formed by words from somewhere. So let's be formed by the, word, by the words of God. And, and, and I'd love to encourage you. It's less about speaking to God and more about listening to Him, asking God, what do you have for me? And, and can, I, can I say in the five years of doing this particular practice, uh, I've never found that I pray, I sit for 30 seconds and there's a thunderbolt of lightning. There's a big booming voice that says Martin, because that's my real name. Um, this, is the, this is the word for you. I've always found there's a, there's a bit of a, a, a wrestle. Someone talked about wrestling. There's a, there's a little bit of a, ah, is it this? I'm not sure. Oh, is it just because I saw that inspirational Disney movie? I'm thinking of that word. Or is it, you know, is it something else? Like how, like what, like what is it, God? But, but can I tell you, do, do you know one of the greatest powers about it is it's not actually about the word it's not like this magical when I say this word in 2022 then you know all my dreams are going to come to pass and God's going to going to God's going to work miracles it's actually about the process of seeking God it's about the process of getting our hearts before him and saying God what do you have for my life you, you know the other thing it does is that um, it brings us back. It sets a focus for the year. Uh, I'd encourage you that with your with your word to have a, like a key Bible verse that goes with it. My my word la, uh, for last year was pure. I didn't tell many people because just full disclosure, I thought it sounded a little bit girly, but it was like what God had for me, so I sort of kept it uh, a, a, a little bit a little bit private. But there was two scriptures with that. Uh, one in Matthew that says, "Blessed are the pure in heart." for they shall see God. And another one in Psalm that says, it's David's Psalm, it says, Who may ascend to the hill of the Lord and who may stand in His holy place? He who has clean hands, a pure heart, and has not lifted his soul up to an idol. And so every time last year I came to pray, if I didn't know what to pray, I would pray those two Scriptures. I pray, God, Your Word for me is pure. So God, I thank You that the pure in heart they shall see God. And, and it was that great starting point. When I, when I found my mind shifting somewhere else, when it got to, you know, when all the New Year's resolutions were off, so about January 20th, you know, when I got to, when I got to that day, I go, no, no, God, you've called me this year to be a year of pure. You, you've called me to be someone that seeks after you, to ascend to that hill of the Lord, that holy place. And so whether you're just starting out your relationship with Jesus or whether it's been for many years, I want to encourage you that I believe that God has a word for you. It doesn't have to be the most amazing thing that's ever, you know, I've never heard of that word before. This is, this is phenomenal. No, it's a, it's a centre point to bring back to, to say, God, this is you speaking to me. This is you speaking to my life. Maybe the worship team can come and join me this morning. Like I said, it's not so much about the Word. It's not some secret password, a magical spell that conjures up miracles. It's about that journey of seeking God because God's desire is to always have a closer relationship with us. James 4 verse 8 says this, Draw near to God and He will draw near 
to you. God is ready and waiting for you to draw close to Him. His voice is speaking to us right now. So why don't we use this moment in the calendar when we're already probably planning or reassessing or whatever at the start of the year. In all those things, surely the greatest priority would be to hear from God. Surely in our planning, in our when am I having holidays, in our what do I want to achieve this year, surely the greatest thing that we could hear would be the voice of God speaking to us at the start of the year to say, this is for you. This is what I want to create and form in you this year. Isaiah 40 verse 8 says, The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the Word of our God endures forever. Endures 